Hey everyone, and welcome back to Movie Theater Mom, a podcast that's all about movie commentaries here. And we are back from a long hiatus. I appreciate you guys letting me take it. Um, It was a good thing that I did take it because we got sick in my family and I just had a lot of stuff that I needed to take care of. And we finally got a little bit of, I think, a good schedule going on for me now to where hopefully, unless like what just happened, I get laryngitis. Um, We shouldn't have any more delays. That is my hope. But since we're here, we're going to chat a little bit. This week, we are talking about one of my favorite rom-coms, 27 Dresses. Katherine Heigl is not my favorite actress, but her and James Marsden together in this movie is pretty perfect, in my opinion. I will say, I cannot talk about this movie, though, without mentioning and giving a shout-out to my girl, Autumn. This is our movie. Don't know how it became our movie, but I believe it was One Night in Chili's we heard Benny and the Jets, and it was just destined. And I'm pretty sure we saw it together in the theaters. So that is probably also why it became our movie. <laughs> but this movie came out a year before I started working at the movie theater. And so obviously I did not work it. Um, but with that being said, let's get into the movie. But before we do, um, I do have some announcements once the episode is done so just stick around till the end of it because i've got some pretty exciting things coming up that i can't wait to share with you guys so anyways let's get into it okay so i know it's been a minute but everybody should remember that we always start episodes off with the star of our movies and this time around we have katherine heigl playing jane james marsden as kevin Malin Ackerman as Tess, which is Jane's younger sister. Judy Greer, love Judy Greer, as Casey. And then Edward Burns as George. So let's just jump right into it. Also, the soundtrack of this is just your typical rom-com soundtrack. It's lovely. We love to hear it. And there's really nothing else to say about it. It's good, but that's really all I got to say. (laughs) So I think this movie starts out like, I think it's like 1986, I think is what it says. And Jane's like eight years old and they're at a wedding. Apparently it's their first big family outing since her mom's passed away. And her younger sister, I think is supposed to be like two years younger than her. And at this wedding is where Jane falls in love with weddings. So that's what kind of sets our basic ground for this movie is she falls in love with weddings because she helps the bride with her dress in a moment of crisis. And all of a sudden she's hooked. She wants to help out with weddings all the time and she takes it literally because when we meet an older Jane she is running back and forth between two separate weddings one of them she actually helped the bride with her dress which I think is very strange even if you wear the same size I don't know if I would have loved just somebody wearing my dress before me but that's just me but she goes above and beyond she is like the bomb bridesmaid she plans the shower she plans the food she helps with you know catering all that stuff like i said the food and alcohol and everything else like she does everything which if you're not the maid of honor why would you do all that but i don't know i never understood that about this movie is that in all these weddings that she's in she's always like the prime bridesmaid but nobody ever talks about the maid of honor helping out with all this stuff and i don't know seems kind of weird my best friend did almost everything both of my best friends all of my friends that were in my wedding helped out but I mean you know you had that one friend that went above and beyond and did everything else for you and I don't know it's just weird (laughs) 
We meet Casey, though, her friend, on the way to one of the weddings, and I love Casey. She, she's just grumpy, and she doesn't want to be involved in anything, but she always gets dragged into all these weddings, probably because she's just Jane's friend, and I love that for her, because she's just grumpy, and she's like, I'm just here to drink and have a good time and screw the groomsmen, and at least she's honest about it. You can't falter for that. At one of these weddings, though, this is where we meet Kevin. He is covering one of the weddings. We find out later that he is actually a uh, writer for the New York Journal. We assume he just writes for this wedding. We find out later what he actually does, but I'll get to that here in just a minute. But he sees Jane leaving the wedding and he becomes invested in what she's doing. And so much so that at one of the weddings, she tries to catch the bouquet and gets knocked out and Kevin rushes to her side to help her. And then they share a cab home and she leaves her planner, her file effects as she calls it, but I don't call it a file effects because I think that sounds weird. So I'm going to call it her planner. She finds it or he finds it, I'm sorry, in the cab and he decides to look through it and he sees all these weddings that she's in and all the stuff that she does. And he is like, oh, I've got a story to get him out of doing the wedding column. <laughs> I think why he wants out of this wedding column is because we find out that he hates weddings. He is just, he writes about them, but he hates going to them. <laughs> so he's just a real chipper dude. But after he, she is dropped off at her house, Jane puts her bridesmaid's dress in a closet, a closet dedicated to all of her bridesmaid's dresses that she's had over the years. It's so full that it won't even close. Now listen, I think I have saved two bridesmaid's dresses and I've never worn them since the wedding. Now listen, they're both cute, but I will never wear them again. I don't even know why I keep them. I guess I'm just as bad as her, but I don't have it taking up a full closet space. So I guess I'm better in it that, that way. But the funny thing is, is every wedding that she's in, all the brides are like, oh, you can just shorten it, wear it again. No, you can't. Because most of the material that these dresses are made out of don't allow you to do that. So don't know where they're buying their dresses from, but it's not the same place that I'm buying mine from. So like I said, Kevin finds Jane's planner. He brings it to his boss and says that he wants to write an article about this girl who has been in all these weddings. He says that she's been in seven weddings just this year, which is a lot. That's a lot to even go to in a year, let alone be in a wedding. Because you have to get a gift and you have to go to parties and all this stuff. It's just a lot. It's a lot of money. But anyways, he wants out of the wedding column. He is done writing commitments. He hates writing it. He wants to be a true journalist, and he thinks that this story is his big ticket to do so. So his boss is like, I'll, I'll let you run with it, but I'm only giving you so long, and if it sucks, then you're stuck in commitments for forever. And this is where we go back to Jane at her job, and she works for this guy named George, and she has a massive crush on him. And everybody knows it except him, apparently. <laughs> so that's why she stayed at her job for so long. She's basically just an assistant and does everything for this guy because she's massively in love with him. And he's a sweet guy. He's not like a douchebag or anything. He just is completely oblivious to the fact that he, his assistant is completely in love with him. But enter Jane's younger sister, Tess, that I talked about earlier. She's coming into town. And she's one of those girls that she's just really pretty and she gets her way of everything and guys just fawn over her. And Jane has always hated that about her because she feels like her life is just picture perfect and Jane feels like she has to work for everything that she has and Tess doesn't is how she feels about her younger sister. When she gets into town, she obviously stays with her sister 
And of course, the night she gets in, she's got to go to a work party, a work party, AKA a rehearsal dinner party, I guess is what you would call it, or a wedding party, because the front desk girl is getting married, and of course Jane's in her wedding. So she invites Tess to the party, and Tess is like, nah, meeting up with some people, I probably won't go. Jane's like, that's great, fine. So then they go to this party, and everything's fine, and Jane thinks that tonight's the night that she needs to tell George how she feels. It's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea. Well, then enter Tess, and George and Tess meet, and they, you know, go googly-eye for each other, you know, typical rom-com thing, and Tess is like, would you be okay with me hanging out with him? And she's like, no, that's totally fine, because she can't let her baby sister know that she has a crush on her boss, because then it'll just be awkward, and she doesn't want that, and she obviously can't say no to people, which comes in later in the movie, but anyways... Tess and George go out. They stay out all night, basically. And Jane's just talking about big time when Tess gets home. And she is nervous because Tess is acting like she wants to date George. And they do. They do end up dating. But at this party, I forgot to mention, Kevin shows up and gives Jane her planner back. And she also finds out that Kevin sent her flowers but Jane thought it was her boss that sent her flowers, so that's just really awkward and in the mix. So like I said, he brings her planner back, and she starts looking through it the next day, and she's noticed that he has parked out every Saturday for a year to with his name. And he's also ripped out a whole week of her planner, and she calls him and is pissed. He's like, hey, have a drink with me, and I'll give you your week back. I'll let you have it back. And she obviously refuses, and... He's like, well, you just call me whenever you just want to not be working and not doing weddings. And she's like, that's never going to happen. I think we all know where this is going to go. It's going to happen. So we find out when Tess comes home, you know, that first night after the party from Jane that George is a vegetarian and that he loves to be outside. He loves his dog. You know, all things that Tess hates. But Tess decides that she's going to pretend to be a vegetarian because George is and she's also going to pretend to love dogs and to love to be outside and everything like this so basically she's just conforming to what he wants and not being honest with him so we can guarantee that that's going to come back and bite her in the ass but obviously that doesn't matter and he doesn't obviously catch on to the fact that she's lying because they get engaged and Jane shows up to set engagement because she finds George's wallet on his desk and it's like oh I just I didn't want you to forget it and then he shows she shows up and right in the middle of it all, basically. And she has to watch her baby sister get engaged to the guy that she's been in love with for years and years. And obviously she's going to help with this wedding. So when that all happens, that's when she calls Kevin. And they go and talk about it. And he's like, well, you don't have to help with her wedding. And she goes, yes, I do. She's my baby sister. And he goes, well, you could say no. She goes, I can't do that. And he goes, have you ever said no a day in your life? And she said, yes, multiple times. And she he goes, okay, well, let's try it. And she does pretty well until he's like, hey, can I have your drink? And she says, sure. And she's like, I should have said no, 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 no. So obviously she has a problem with disappointing people and she wants to be a people pleaser. And she does want to help her baby sister get married, just not to this guy. Cut two, we go and tell their dad that Tess is engaged to George and he gives Tess their mom's wedding dress. And Tess 
actually complained about her mom's wedding dress earlier, said it was just really outdated and you know, all the lace and the puffy sleeves, you know, was, they got married, I'm, I'm guessing in like the 70s. And Jane always loved her mom's dress. And then when Tessa's, when their dad gave Tess the dress, she's like, oh, Jane, you don't mind, do you? You can have it after me. And to me, if I was Jane, I'd be like, uh, no, if you're going to wear it, you're going to wear it. I don't want second best, but that's just me. And Jane, of course, is telling her, no, I'm not mad. You take it. It's fine. Whatever. Then, of course, everything is happening how Jane said it would. She's doing everything for the wedding and making all the plans. And Tess is basically like saying, oh, great. This is so much fun. Yeah, you're not doing anything. Of course, it's fun. I mean, I planned my whole wedding and my bridesmaids and they planned the bachelorette party but I did all the planning for my wedding I you know picked out my flowers did all this did all that I didn't expect somebody to do it for me so that always just makes me so mad I'm like why would you not want to plan your wedding it's your wedding the only time that we got a planner is when it was like to set up for the wedding because obviously I didn't have time to do that so I had somebody come in and basically decorate and plan and take care of like the venue and stuff like when we were there but I picked out the venue and everything else and speaking of venues Tess and George are getting married at the same place that Tess and Jane's parents did she's actually wanting to recreate their whole wedding which is funny because that's what Jane wanted to do and they're getting married at this boathouse and she called and said that they didn't have anything for like 18 weeks or months. I can't remember what she said. And then when she called again, she kept calling apparently. And when she called again, they're like, oh, we had a cancellation. You're going to get married in three weeks. Hell no if I'm planning a wedding in three weeks. I planned my wedding in a year and it was just so easy breezy. <laughs> I can't imagine packing everything in in so little time to have a wedding and to do a registry and have a party and everything it's just it makes me stressed so you know that i said that kevin is a reporter for the new york journal and he writes the commitment column well his pen name is malcolm doyle funny thing is jane is obsessed with malcolm doyle's articles but she didn't know that kevin was malcolm doyle and so when he shows up at the bakery when they're getting tess and george's cake she is quite surprised when she finds out that that's who that is and he actually called Tess to cover the wedding she didn't call him so sneaky sneaky we know what you're doing little sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda as Miss Ungermeyer would say so Kevin shows up to Jane's apartment because he says that he has to interview all the family bridesmaids everything involved in the wedding and that's when he finds the closet the infamous bridesmaids closet and he starts asking her about all these dresses and everything like that. Well, then it turns into your typical montage, not even a makeover montage, because that's not what we're doing, but we're doing a try-on montage, I guess is what I'll call it. And so we see her trying all these bridesmaids dresses and talk about all these weddings that she's been in, and some of them are super crazy. One of them was underwater. One of them was a theme wedding. I think the theme was um, Gone with the Wind. And she was also in a like LA themed wedding. So you see all these dresses and Kevin's taking pictures of all these dresses the entire time. And he's talking to her about it and everything like that. And then he asks why she keeps all of them. And he wants to know why she's in all these weddings and does everything. And she says that one day, you know, it'll be her day, but on their day, it's about them. And she wants to make it as perfect for them as she can. 
and I understand that. But you don't gotta be in every single wedding to every person that you meet on the planet. She's been in 27 weddings. She has 27 dresses in that closet. Hint, hint at the title of this movie. So we cut to Kevin helping Jane register Tess and George for the wedding. And she's like, why are you even here? And he's like, I like to be involved in the whole process. <laughs> and so they're sitting there talking about it, registering and everything like that. And Jane's like, my God, why are you so heartless about weddings? She goes, did you get dumped to the altar of your own fancy wedding? And she knows she left you. And he's like, bingo. He goes, except she left me for my college roommate, which you understand why he hates weddings now. And he's so heartless about it. And she apologizes. She does feel bad. But they have a cute little bonding moment. And you think that they're off to the right track of being friends. Then we find out that he's written this article already and he shows his boss and she loves it. And he's like, no, I just really want you to hold off on it. Like, I don't think I'm done with it yet. Just give me a week to print it. His boss says, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna give you a hint. She doesn't hold off and it's, it's not good. But we're gonna get to that here in a second. The first thing that happens though is she ends up helping George taste test all this food for the wedding and he asks her what his what her favorite part of the wedding is and Jane says that her favorite part is when the bride is walking down the aisle she likes to look at the groom because his face just says it all which is also why that is my favorite part of weddings now because when I watched this movie I was like what that's so silly why would you look at the groom and now that's what I do and it is it's really fun it's adorable to see the guy at the end of the aisle watching the love of his life walk down the aisle and it's it's very beautiful and so that is a one takeaway that I have from this movie but while she's helping George with this Kevin shows up and she doesn't see him he's in the back and he is watching them interact and he realizes that Jane is in love with George he of course doesn't say anything and they end up having to go on this like road trip and I can't remember what it's for. They have to go pick something up and George can't go and obviously Tess can't go because she can't be bothered to plan her own damn wedding. But they end up going on this road trip and they're driving in a, in a storm and they end up getting into a wreck and stranded. Well, then they find a bar, get drunk, and they jam out to Benny and the Jets, which is the best scene in this movie bar none. I mean, it's so funny, and to this day, I still say that it's electric boobs, and I know that is not the words, but they end up, they dance on the bar, and they, they have a good time, they connect, and they end up having sex, and everything's fine. It's not even awkward, it's just fine, and then they go eat breakfast, and all of a sudden, the waitress is like, oh my gosh, I recognize you, you're the girl from the paper, and the article is run. And Jane sees it, and of course she's devastated and she's mad because she has been betrayed by this guy that she was starting to like. And then he feels betrayed by his boss because she's, he's like, I thought you were going to hold it a week. And she was like, you're not my boss, I am. And I wanted to run. He goes, I didn't even give her a chance to let her know it was running. Like she was completely ambushed. And I don't know if that would have made it better though, if he had told her that it was coming out. I would have still been pissed if you were writing this secret article about me when you're supposed to be covering my sister's wedding. There's no way to really like prepare someone for a blow that big, in my opinion. But not only is Jane pissed, Tess is also pissed because in this article, he basically calls her Bridezilla and he's not lying, but she is just like so mad at Jane because I guess she thought that she was in on it. I don't know, but she, then decides 
that after a little while she's going to forgive Jane, but she's going to write her a script for her speeches, for the rehearsal dinner, and I guess for the wedding because she doesn't want to be embarrassed any further by her sister. And then I, if I were Jane, I would have just been like, screw you, I'm done. Just don't even have me in your wedding if you feel like I'm going to embarrass you. But as we've stated, Jane can't say no. So this is when we get the big wedding dress reveal. And it is a beautiful wedding dress. I actually really do like her wedding dress. But Jane's really confused because she's like, I thought you were wearing mom's dress. And she goes, well, yeah, I am. Pieces of it. They butchered this woman's dress just to give some lace and some little tool. And then she's like, oh, here, you can have the scraps. I'm like, no. And Jane's like, no, I'm done. Like, And then she just goes off on her. She's like, this was the last straw. Like, you don't understand what you've done. You don't understand what you're doing. You need to tell George all the lies that you've told like about being the vegetarian and everything like that and she's like you know what she goes don't even bother showing up and unless you can be happy for me and da, 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 da. and Jane leaves and then we head to the rehearsal dinner which Jane does show up to and she's like talking to Tess and George and she's like you're gonna go by the script right and do the slideshow the way that we wanted to and Tess is like or Jane's like yeah of course and so we get up there and she does go by the script. I will give her that. She says exactly what Tess wrote out, but the slideshow definitely outs Tess on all of her lies. It shows her eating meat with her engagement ring on. She's flirting with all these dudes and all these pictures and everything like that. And George is so pissed at that. And then she finds out, or then he finds out, I'm sorry, that he has this um, little brother that from the little brother program, and I forgot to mention him earlier, but Tess has been using him to clean their apartment and didn't tell George about it. And then Pedro is his name, comes up and says, hey, I'm about to start a cleaning business. I'm just doing Tess and George's place right now, but if anybody wants any cleaning services, just see me in the lobby. And that was the last straw for George. She's just like, he's done. So they run out, and then you find out that the wedding's been called off. But... Before that, Casey, who is the grumpiest person in the world, kind of tells Jane, hey, you might have gone too far. Jane's like, I did what you told me to do. I stood up for myself. She goes, yeah, but you let out 20-something years of anger out on this poor girl at her party. Like, you could have just told her all this stuff in private. And she's like, I loved it, every second of it, but it was a little harsh. She goes, if I'm saying something's wrong, then something's wrong. And that's true. So after the wedding's called off and Jane leaves because she's upset, uh, she runs into Kevin, who is actually at the party. And she's like, oh my God, why are you even here? And he's like, I knew this night was going to be really hard for you. And I knew you needed someone here for you. And he's like, and that's what you deserve. He goes, you deserve somebody that's going to take care of you. And you don't need to settle for what you've got going on right now. And he's like, I'm going to leave. He goes, you're never going to see me again. He goes, but I just wanted to tell you that. And then he bought her like a, I think it's a Blackberry. And I'm like, dude. Like, that's a really big apology gift. Those are ex- were expensive. And he's like, so you can get rid of that file of facts or plan. It's a planner. It is a planner, people. And he's like, so you can get rid of that and, you know, come to the, the century that we're living in right now. Which is a very sweet gift, I will say, but it's very expensive. So after this big fiasco, Jane and Tess's dad make them talk. And they, like, let out all their pent-up anger that they've had. And she... Jane, being the she, says that Tess has always had this easy breezy life and she has just always 
been mad at her for it because she's never really taken responsibility for anything. And then Tess is like, no, it's not easy for me. She goes, you just want to think it is. She goes, you didn't. And then she kind of goes into this whole, like, you didn't have to raise me. And she goes, yes, I did. She goes, no, you thought you did. She goes, it made sense when I was little for you to take care of me like this. She goes, but I'm grown. She goes, you got to let me make mistakes and be an adult, which I think is very big of her. So obviously they've made up and they're friends and everything's back to sort of normalcy. So after their big talk, Jane decides to clean out her bridesmaids closet, put them all in trash bags and give herself a closet, which to me, if you live in a New York apartment and you have two closets, you got to be rich. That's just how I look at it because I know that the real estate in New York is terrible, but that's not the point, not what we're talking about here, but she gets a call and it's from George and he needs her to be a date to a benefit. So they go and he's like, I just love that I can always count on you. You never say no. And I love you for that. And that's when she's like, I gotta quit. He is very confused, obviously. And she's like, the only reason that I have stayed here so long is she goes, because I've been in love with you. She goes, and that's not fair. Like, it's not fair to me. So I'm gonna go. Well, then they kiss and she doesn't feel anything. And neither does he. They both kind of agree that it shouldn't feel that way if you're with your person. And then all of a sudden her Blackberry starts ringing and it's Benny and the Jets, which I guess Kevin programmed for her. And she realizes that Kevin is the one that she needs to be with. So then of course she goes and runs to find Kevin and she finds him covering his last wedding. And she professes her love to him at said wedding in front of these people that she doesn't know, but they know her from the article. And, you know, then they kiss, they fall in love, and you see her wedding. It's the very last dress that she puts on, as she states, and all of the people that she was in weddings for showed up for her to be in her wedding. So she had 29 bridesmaids because it was Casey and then her sister and then 27 of them. Yes, so 20, 29 bridesmaids. It's a lot. But, you know, it's very cute. It's a very cute ending. And I would just like to ask, why don't they make movies like this anymore? Like, you don't have good rom-coms anymore. If it's not an action movie or superhero movie or a horror movie, it really doesn't get a whole lot of attention. And don't get me wrong, I am a Marvel girl. I love my Marvel movies and I love my action movies. But I miss the days of good rom-coms that were just funny and lighthearted and cute and you just they just don't make them like this anymore in my opinion like I don't know I just feel like we're missing out on a on a big thing right now because back in 2008 when this movie came out that was the thing was rom-coms comedies and you sometimes had your action movies and your superhero movies but they weren't as big I don't feel like as rom-coms were because it was just that day and age I don't know it makes me feel old saying that because I'm not that old but I just miss good old rom-coms which is why we're doing some of my favorites right now and by right now I mean in the next couple weeks because y'all have definitely heard me ramble long enough today As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with another one of my favorite rom-coms. I see and I hope that people are catching on to the theme for the next couple weeks. It's going to be rom-coms, um, but it's going to be Crazy Stupid Love. And I always forget just how much I love this movie until I rewatch it. So I'm going to 
be so stoked to talk about it with you guys. But if you guys enjoy this episode, please leave a rating or review for me and let me know how I'm doing and what would you like to hear from me. Just things of that nature. And until then, would you guys go to my TikTok, my Twitter, and Instagram, all are at Movie Theater Mom. Give me a follow so you can see what's going on and keep up with me because we do have some stuff that's coming up and mentioning that. I do want to give you guys a heads up that I am trying to figure out a way to get these on YouTube and to do more things on YouTube along with Patreon and everything like that. I'm trying to figure everything out of what I'm going to need to do and how I'm going to need to do it. Uh, But the plan is within the next year or so, I think a year, I think that's my goal, is to get a Patreon page going to where I'm going to be doing reaction videos and also my podcast tracks on there. But my reaction videos will be for not just movies, but TV shows as well. And it will be exclusive for Patreon is the plan. Now, that will also be on YouTube as well, along with my podcast tracks. But if you guys prefer to listen rather than to watch, then nothing's going to change for you guys. But within the next year, and I will keep you updated on my progress and my plans, um, I will hopefully be on YouTube and Patreon. Y'all can actually see me face to face. But until then, just please go give me a follow, leave me a review, send me an email, whatever you guys want to do. I really appreciate it just as much as I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble today. So until then, see ya. Bye.